0: what's going on everyone here on the torres podcast this is dj of course the host of the podcast and i have another episode for you today we are discussing um double or nothing 2020 which took place this past saturday on the 23rd uh but before we get into that i want to say how excited i am because it is may 26th um it is uh, a ten forty five at night which means within the next few hours hbo max will have released i will be able to watch friends again and the dark knight trilogy and all the other superhero shows that hbo or at&t warner brothers or whatever have produced or distributed or whatever uh so i'm, I'm just super excited about that um i did catch raw well majority of raw last night so on raw of course they have like fans in the crowd now which and i say fans but it's technically the um people that don't really make it on tv on nxt or aren't on tv anymore but i think dexter loomis was there so he's probably like one of the ones that only probably one of the only ones that make it on tv uh and he was like in a randy Orton shirt which is weird <clears throat> By the way, uh greatest wrestling match ever coming up uh for backlash next month. So, you guys be sure to check that shit out. But uh, like I said with Raw, um don't really know what's going on on Raw to be honest with you. I was kind of like confused. <laughs> I will be real like um what happened? Uh Austin Theory is now with Seth Rollins, of course. Mm, Drew and Bobby Lashley are feuding for the world title With Bobby Lashley having uh, MVP in his corner This totally reeks of TNA Because I think Bobby Lashley, MVP, and Kenny King Were like a a thing there at the time And Lashley and Drew were like the top guys there Feuding for the world title too So very, very heavy TNA feel um AJ Styles is no longer on Raw of course. He got traded to SmackDown and we didn't even find out like who he got traded for. Uh so there's that. Um Matt Riddle is apparently going to SmackDown uh starting with these current tapings that they're doing. And what else went on? I'm going to scream really loud right now because it doesn't look like my computer's picking up the audio so ah if you guys if that hurt your ears I, i'm sorry but anyways um yeah that's really everything that's been going on um i guess like mma stuff uh john jones is like in a feud with everyone connor nate Naganu. um Cejudo, of course retired at 249 apparently it was over compensation uh, he felt like he wasn't getting paid a lot uh and that's a that's a big thing with like independent contractors period um uh, you gotta of course you're you're always trying to prove yourself and fight for what you what you think you should get paid uh and if you're like a top fighter in an actual legit legitimate sport like MMA um and you fight for the UFC like Suhudo was and he was like beating like all these top guys and shit like that or all these top fighters and you're not getting paid what you think you're worth then you know go ahead fucking leave uh so you know kudos to hudo to Sehudo, i mean um but anyways let's get into this uh double or nothing pay-per-view so i didn't catch the pre-show uh i was asleep to be honest but best friends became number one's contender for the tag titles after they beat private party another loss for private party unfortunately um and then i missed like I want to say the first 10 minutes of the ladder match because, again, I was asleep. But uh, I woke up, right? And fucking uh, Brian Cage, of course, he debuts with Taz. Uh, the crowd consists of the wrestler. I guess some of the wrestlers and personnel that work for AEW. So um, I think using, like, uh, agents and, like, close friends and family for the wrestlers and shit like that to use them as like your crowd, I think that works better uh, rather than using your actual contracted wrestlers because uh, that's just weird in my opinion to use wrestlers for your your crowd. I think that's like backyard bullshit in my opinion, and yeah, backyard bullshit. Um, let's see, uh yeah. So Brian Cage, I, when I got when I got into the match, there was some stuff going on already, but I didn't start writing down my notes until Cage came out. Like I said, he debuted with Taz. Taz is like his manager now, I guess. And uh, he basically took out everyone Um, Orange Cassidy was like climbing the ladder at one point And he got attacked by Jimmy Havoc And like all these other people came out Uh, Marco Stunt came out at one point I can't remember who the fuck him and Luchasaurus attacked But uh, JR wasn't impressed He was like you know kind of like what the fuck's going on You know how JR's commentary is now Like now he's to the point where like he's old and shit I mean not that he wasn't old before but he's older So, like, when he sees something that he just doesn't like, he's just, like, really, like, what the hell, you know? Um, Joey Janela looked like a fucking goofball in the match. Uh, Like I said, Best Friends came out to help Orange Cassidy, who was getting attacked by, like, Jimmy Havoc and shit. Uh, I'm just reading notes here. I'm sorry, guys. Like I said, I didn't catch this match from the beginning, so I just wrote down just a few notes. Um, They, Everyone in the match attacked uh, Cage and, like, put him under this... uh, this chip like it was like a casino chip that they had for the set uh so he got like the brock lesnar treatment in the match where of course the big guy gets taken out in the multi-man match and then makes the comeback and wins yes he won uh which is it's kind of weird that they're gonna go to have or havoc uh cage and moxley so soon next month at fighter fest uh just because cage just barely debuted uh for aew uh cage's f 5 or f10 or f whatever you got whatever he calls it i don't know what he calls it but it's fucking dope he just fucking give a fuck like sets you up for the f5 and he just throws you in the fucking air and you're just you're dead um i i haven't i, I haven't seen much of i saw him a little bit like some of i think it was lucha undergrounds where he was he did some stuff there i saw some of the stuff he did in tna before he left um and i'm not an avid tna watcher so i've only seen like clips of him here and there just to like you know get familiar with him um, he had a, a a short little standoff with Luchasaurus. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, let's see, he fucking kills Darby Allen. Uh, he fucking places him on a ladder and then like Gorilla presses him out of the fucking ring. I thought that was dope. Uh, Taz, uh, was like instructing him to hurt Darby because uh Taz of course has been trying to uh get Darby to um. Uh, like, take his advice and shit like that, and, uh, Darby's just been, you know, a fucking dick, you know, he's tired of fucking losing, I understand Darby, I, I, don't, I don't wanna be a loser either, but, uh, by the way, I I've only lost one wrestling match, Darby, so, technically, you're more of a loser than I am, but, you know, it, it is what it is, uh, so, Darby, he, like I say, he just gets killed, uh, and I wrote here, Cage and Monksley at all in, because I thought, like, fuck it, maybe that's gonna be the plan, but, they're going to do it at Fighter Fest, which leaves MJF and Moxley for All In. Uh, I I really think that's the the way that they're going. Uh, for uh, All In is Mox and 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 uh, MJF with MJF uh, securing the title. <clears throat> I gave this match from what I saw and what I've seen from other people as far as them uh, watching the whole match. Like my match rating from just barely from what I barely saw matches theirs and that's a three out of five stars so if i would have seen like the entire match i probably would have gave it like something you know a lot more uh than uh three stars because i thought it was a really good match i think the concept of the battle of the uh casino uh uh what's it called the the fucking casino thing the casino ladder match i think is a pretty cool concept I just don't think that the fact that you can win before everyone is out there is cool. I mean, because, like, what happens to, like, okay, let's say they do this again, right? And they're just like, you know what? We don't want to do it like we did last year and have everyone come out and then the match ends. So we'll end it in, like, 10 minutes or something before everyone comes out. What happens to the rest of those competitors who are now, like, out of a chance to become uh, a number one contender? Like, do they just go into a different match and maybe they face the winner out of the ladder match and the world champion or like you know how does that how does that work so they need to um tweak the rules there a little bit in in my opinion um so the next match was mjf and jungle boy now i saw a lot of people saying like this was like one of the greatest matches that they've probably ever seen or like a really super 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 swell match and I liked it don't get me wrong they were three and a half out of five stars almost a four star match but I don't think it was like super great now don't get me wrong both of these guys are fucking young 22 and 24 I'm 26 so you know it just shows how bad I am I'm fucking suck I'm out of shape, uh, I wrestle like a sloth, and, um, uh, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say, so, <laughs> anyways, um, like I said, they're, they're very young, so they've got a lot of time to improve, a lot of fucking time to improve, and the fact that they're already signed to a, a, a major company, and, uh, get to show what they can do, uh, and they got, uh, you know, this amount of time that they got on a, on a main pay-per-view, uh, even though it's during quarantine time. I think it is uh i think it's really really good for them so uh mjf came out first and then uh, uh jungle boy jack perry came out second and uh so far so i wrote like the matches slow so far because that's just how they started i didn't i didn't know they were gonna go that long i just thought maybe it'd be like a quick 10 minute match. i didn't know jack or jack i can't call him jack perry because fucking jr i know this is real name and shit but I thought Jungle Boy. I didn't think he was gonna be like that high on the totem pole to like do a a, um, a long match. That they did. I think they won like 17 minutes or something like that. Um, I could be wrong at the time though. But uh, so, like I said, it was. I thought it was pretty good. I did a lot of technical wrestling. Uh, I just think MJF is like so good. Uh, I think Jungle Boy. I think he's small. He's so he's like Adam Adam Cole. He's so small, right? Like his His uh, like body wise, he's so small because he's so skinny and shit like that. And he's not the biggest guy, but he's so good too. like, man, his dad would be so fucking proud of him. And I'm pretty sure he was proud of him, of course, when he was alive. Um, But God damn it, that boy there, man. Uh, Both of these guys are just so, so good. Uh, One of the main complaints that I had in this match was um, they had like a sequence where they were no selling. And it's like, okay, I understand Uh, every match does that now. It's like indie, independent bullshit or whatever. And, you know, it's just something you got to get used to. And it's not that I don't like that style of wrestling, but it's the fact that that style of wrestling has kind of killed off major moves, in my opinion. And like uh, when Jungle Boy hit MJF with a fucking Canadian Destroyer and Jungle Boy no sold it, just like who was it? Was it when Chompas? I think Champa no-sold the Panama Sunrise that was on the fucking apron uh, by Adam Cole. That pissed me off. So, of course, MJF sa- no-selling the fucking um, Canadian Destroyer pissed me the fuck off. Because it's like, that's that used to be someone's finishing move. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Uh, I don't know. It just pisses me off. I also wrote this too many super kicks in professional wrestling. Not in this match. Um, there was like, I think, one or two super kicks in the match. But in professional wrestling, period. Everyone does a fucking super kick. Hell, I've thought of implementing a super kick uh, within my moveset. And I'm just thinking, and I'm like, no, everyone does it. And it's just, it just doesn't mean anything. Uh, it, it, like, it, it really doesn't. It doesn't mean anything at all. Uh, and that sucks because, again, that used to be someone's finishing move. Um, and of course after that person fucking retired Shawn Michaels uh, the super kick just became like another transitional move Um, there was also a spot where Jungle Boy has MJF in a cross face and MJF bites his hand although that was pretty cool and pretty funny and creative uh, there was a, re- a reverse Rana on the apron right oh my god it looked like both of them died it looked like both of those mo- I was I, uh, there's like oh man so I've only had two matches, right? Working on um, getting a lot more, uh, especially because down in Houston, um, things are opening up. Uh, I'm looking at uh, getting a warehouse for my wrestling ring and starting to host shows there um, just to see what I can afford and whatever and like just do my own shit and wrestle for other people you know, while also doing it, um, especially with the guys that I, I train with and shit. Um, but I always look at shit and I'm just like, man, do I really want to do that? You know, do I really want to take that move or do I really want to do this? Like, uh, when I was wrestling for IWF or for the two matches that I did with him, so I think the first match we did like this practice before the show and the the promoter, the owner of IWF, you know, he wanted to do a pile driver and I'm like, hey man, do I really want to take a pile driver from like an untrained backyard wrestler? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I know I'm not I'm not the best, and and at, especially at that time, and I had barely any kind of training. But I was like, man, if I barely had any kind of training, and you've had like nothing, do I really want to take a pile drive from you? And of course, my dumbass was like, sure, why not? You know, and I took the fucking pile drive right now, and he protected me so well. So you know, I wasn't I wasn't too much complaining. But when I look at like like that rana and fucking Canadian destroyers and shit, I'm like, damn. I really want to be taking that shit, but, you know, it's all part of the game, um, yeah, so, uh, somebody knocked on my fucking door at the time that the match was going on, I got up and, like, fucking missed whatever the fuck was going on, so, uh, if I forgot anything else, um, you know, it's whatever, so, MJF barely wins the match, right, he wins by, like, a fucking roll-up reversal, and I, I thought it was pretty cool, uh, But because he barely won, I think they need to have a rematch. I think he needs to beat Jungle Boy decisively. I think he needs to get a few more wins, and then uh, because I think he's I think he's only lost once this year. I think that's what his record was. He only had one loss. Moxley, of course, undefeated. Like those two have to go against each other at all out. It 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 has to happen. Uh, If it doesn't happen, uh, I'll be severely, severely disappointed. Uh, But anyways, like I said, good match. Uh, So then we go into Cody Rhodes versus Lance Archer. For the TNT Championship with Iron Mike Tyson as the referee. (sighs) Look. I. I I don't. This was not the best Cody Rhodes match. And I know a lot of people were hyping up Archer. And shit like that. Uh. And I, I admit, I, don't, I haven't seen much of Archer. I think I've seen a few of his uh, New Japan matches, but that's about it. I haven't seen, like, a lot of him. And I think he's decent and he's pretty good. But there were points in this match where he kind of looked tired and some of the moves that he did kind of looked like, you know, eh, whatever. Uh, the real disappointment in this match was Mike Tyson did nothing. He sat on the side, he laughed, he yawned. He cheered for Cody, he um, he got Arn Anderson uh, ejected from ringside, he stopped, uh, what's his name, Jake, um, fuck is his name, fuck, I, I. <laughs> I'm gonna call this man Jake Long from American Dragon, <laughs> Jake the Snake Robert, fuck, I don't know where my mind went with that one, but he stopped Jake from coming back out. Uh, interfering with the snake and shit like that. Um, uh, but yeah, man, like Mike Tyson's involvement was was kind of whack. The title, the belt, looks whack. Um, I know they said it wasn't finished, but it still looks whack. Uh, maybe I'll change my mind once they, of course, uh, uh, get it to where it needs to be. Uh, but the match, like I said, the match itself wasn't Cody's best AEW match or best. Top AEW match, I guess I should say. Uh, he was, or Larcher was, or Larcher Archer was in control of it, uh, for majority of the match. Uh, Cody had to hit like I think three. This this pay per view took like every baby face that won had to hit their finishing move like so many fucking times. It was ridiculous. Uh, but you know it is what it is. I I, I just, again I guess finishing moves don't really mean much. In, in professional wrestling anymore Which kind of sucks Like I guess you know they mean something But they don't mean a lot Because everybody kicks out of them now uh, But uh, I mean even Archer Archer hits his his move like right at the beginning And uh, Cody Well Cody didn't kick out he just rode out of the ring So I guess that kind of protects his move uh, but Archer was like no selling chops uh fucking killing Cody He was walking the ropes uh, He was fucking mili- Military press Cody from, uh, from the inside of the ring to the outside uh, There's a point where Jake was on the outside and he's like He just punked you bitch and I I don't know who he was Talking to but JR said he was talking to a woman Cause he's like man Jake really has no respect For any kind of woman or whatever Um But yeah man like the match was Like I said it was decent it was okay It wasn't the greatest like I said Cody has had Some fucking bomb ass matches Since uh coming to uh AEW But this just Wasn't one <clears> of <throat> Yeah, I'm yawning just talking about it. Um, Cody, of course, wins the match, and I thought that was, like, the worst decision on the show so far. Uh, Because, like, did Cody really need that win? I mean, let's be real. Did Cody need that win? I don't think he did. Archer was the newest guy in the company. He should have came in. And he should have been this monster that Jake was saying he was. And that everybody else in the wrestling community was saying he was. But then again. Everybody's like. Oh it's okay. Cody like. Deserves the bell, And yeah yeah yeah. He does. He's been working hard. He's been putting on some of the greatest matches. For that company right. But. Let him have the chase. Let. Let. Archer, win the belt, be the first champ, and then let Cody win it at All Out. So I guess this goes back to my uh, predictions video. I think Darby Allen takes the belt from Cody. And, I, I mean, yeah, that's cool. Cool for Darby, yay. Darby gets the belt, whatever. But like, what about Archer? What does this leave him? Like, does he still feud, feud with Cody does he go like fucking Spears did and become a comedy act again? I mean, let's be real. Spears is nothing in AEW. It's like he was nothing in WWE. So, I don't know. I feel like you can you can get something out of feuding with Cody if you win. But once you lose, it's kind of like Triple H. Once you lose, like, now what? You know? I don't whatever anyways uh so for um ford uh statlander and 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 penelope ford you know they have a whatever kind of match it was like seven minutes or so statlander won because she was originally supposed to face Britt baker uh this whole alien thing it's fucking stupid that's all i'm gonna say oh vicky guerrero Uh, they showed vicky guerrero during this match but uh yeah that that alien shit's retarded um, the next match after that was Spears and, 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 and Dustin Rhodes. Uh, fuck, man, Sean Spears. Like I just said, <laughs> he came in, hit Cody in the head with a chair. It was supposed to be like this big deal. And then he lost and then he became nothing. I mean, <clears throat> you know, like, yay, <laughs> you left WWE doing nothing to go to AEW and do nothing, you know, uh, he faced, uh, Dustin, match went like three minutes or something, uh, JR says TNA in this match, and I I don't remember why, he just, he mentioned TNA, and then he realized he was like, oh, I didn't mean TNA, you know, don't fire me, whatever, but, uh, Spears basically gets stripped to his fucking boxers and socks, uh, and now he has a, a loss to both Cody and Dustin, so, kudos to spears for being the fucking loser of aew you know all right let's get into this women's uh championship match it was no dq uh it was Sheeta versus rose i think this was probably like the best Ro- nyla rose match i've seen since her first match with riho uh that was for the world title um again that's my opinion i don't think the women's division is, is strong at all in AEW. I think it's terrible. And um, I know why the belt was placed on Cheetah. I mean, her friend just passed, you know. Um, I honestly think that if that had not happened, I don't think she'd be champion. But I could be wrong. Because um, like I said, the women's division is just all over the place. And uh, it's really, really hard to read their booking uh, when it comes to that division again, I think Kenny Omega is like in charge of it and he's doing a terrible job, uh, with that women's division, but anyways, they brawl early onto the outside. Uh, JR has a line that says Nyla can take a big pounding. I laugh just, you know, she's trans and you take a big pounding and whatever. Um, they set up a table and that table did not get used that whole match. Uh, like I said, Nyla was in control. It was just, I, I want to say Nyla was in control for most of it because it was really back and forth match. Uh, and I think that's what made it so good. Uh, it was that Nyla wasn't necessarily dominating. Uh, Sheeta was like really picking her up for all kinds of moves. Like I was surprised by her strength. Um, she really strong. That's what I, that's what I wrote. Um, she did do a lot. And this is what I said. If the baby face won, it's because they used their finishing move way too many fucking times. Way too many times. Way, 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 way too many times. She hit that running knee like 50 times in this match. She hit it on the outside. Uh, she hit it a lot on the inside, especially towards the end to win the match. Um, there was uh, a lot of use of the Kindle stick. Uh, fucking she did hit a brain buster on Nyla. She fucking did a fucking huge uh, hip toss on the outside to Nyla. She was, she really took the fight. It, like this, this match, of course, like I said, no DQ felt like a fucking, um, it felt like a brawl, and, and that was really cool. Uh, And you know, JR made sure to mention, like, hey, you know, pinfall is going to take place on the ring. So I'm glad he cleared that up because I'm not going to lie. they were fighting up so much on the outside. I really thought it was a uh, um, uh, no DQ match or no DQ. Uh, false kind of anywhere. Ooh, excuse me. <clears throat> uh, so I was like um, waiting for some kind of pin on the outside, but it just never happened because it you know, only take place on the inside. Uh, but like I said, huge back and forth, uh, really, really good. There were some parts that I missed because uh, I was cooking. So, you know, take that. Uh, but like I said, I was really surprised at the win because I, I, I mean, I just, it's like I said, it's so hard to read this women's division. When Rio had the belt, I really thought Britt Baker would be the one to take it from her. But then they put her in a match with Rio and then she lost. Um, and then they just kept going back to Rio and Naya, Nyla. And then Nyla won. And I'm like, okay, so Britt's a heel. Nyla's a heel. There's no way Nyla's getting the belt now. And then Statlander came into play. And then fucking Sheeta and Britt. And it's just like, okay, who the fuck. Like, who's being built up here? And then out of nowhere, Sheeta was built up. And I'm just like, oh, my God, my head hurts. But there you have it. Sheeta is now the women's champion. Um, And I think the AEW women's champion is probably the least important women's championship out there. Um, And that's put up against the TNA women's. Well, you know what? The TNA women's champion or the Impact women's champion is probably the least important women's championship out there because you have two women feuding over the world title rather than that belt so uh i would put that last and then the aew title or the aew women's championship um and then you know you got raw and smackdown which are i guess pretty much on equal footing along with the nxt championship technically the nxt's championship is probably the top women's championship because <laughs> it's man these fucking dogs i don't know why people bring dogs to the to the hotel, do y'all hear these dogs just barking? Like why? Anyways, uh the NXT champ the, the reason I say the NXT championship is the, the most important is because Charlotte Flair holds it. Um any championship that Charlotte Flair holds is going to be the top women's championship or top men's championship. You know? Maybe Vince is just like let's do what they do. with that Tessa girl down there. Let's put the belt on Charlotte. And Charlotte's gonna beat Drew or Brock. Oh that would be terrible wouldn't it Charlotte Flair <laughs> Can you imagine Charlotte Flair Versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship How crazy Would that be right Charlotte Flair Would come in Kick Lesnar in the dick Fucking Natural selection him Wrap her small ass legs around his big ass Legs with the fucking Figure 8 Brock Lesnar taps out. I can hear it now. Michael Cole, she's made history. Oh my god! Uh, shut the fuck up, Cole. You fucking tool. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would be fucking crazy. Anyways, move on to this world title match: Mox versus uh, John Moxley versus Brody Lee, the former uh, Luke Harper. I was looking so forward to this match, and um, it's fucking shit. No, I'm just playing. This match was fucking awesome. This was my favorite match of the night. Holy shit. I am a huge John Moxley fan. I uh, have been since uh, the days of the Shield. I thought he was very, very, very badly mistreated um, by the WWE. And uh, I thought that the way he was booked over there was like ridiculous compared to the way that Roman and Seth were booked. 'Cause like I I thought like he could prove himself just like he has been in AEW and just like he did in New Japan. And uh Vince just did not give him that platform. I mean, yeah, he was booked in a lot of shit, but a lot of the shit he was also booked in was just like hokey shit, you know? So anyways, um, so Mox or uh Brody Lee came out first with the belt. He's not a champion, of course. Um, and then Moxley came out next. Um and this was just another fucking fight. Like, this was so good. Uh, I wrote down here that Brody Lee doesn't look dirty like Luke Harper does. You know, because <laughs> Luke Harper had that dirty-ass white beater. Um, But yeah, man, this was another fight, man. And fucking Lee beat the shit out of Moxley. And Moxley fucking gave it all that he could to beat the shit out of Lee. Um, It was just so... So good There was uh, Moxley hit a running knee um, And then he fucking Slaps Lee And Lee fucking Hits him with a Hard Or I'm sorry uh, um, There's like this sequence And Moxley hits him With this fucking Hard ass close line uh, There's a power driver Ooh excuse me uh lee hits moxley with a superplex um but moxley of course he reverses that into a pin kind of like how him and seth rollins did on uh one match they had for the WWE championship on a, i think it was smackdown during the draft or maybe it was raw can't remember but uh moxley reversed that pin uh into uh or reversed the suplex into a pin um uh lee had suplex on the outside uh, there was a, uh, a body slam onto some plywood, uh, which was, I guess plywood is what I called it. Cause what it looks like. Uh, uh, he's, uh, Brody Lee body slam, um, Moxley to on like, they made like this fucking playing card with the ace and had like Moxley's face on it and shit like that. And he of course steps on the card and you know, people say, Oh, it was disrespectful. He stepped on the face of Moxley or whatever, yeah, but he, uh, body slams him onto that uh, the fans start chanting "Brody Lee sucks, uh, and at this point I notice, like, he has a fucking huge-ass bald spot <laughs> on his head, <laughs> he's a fucking huge bald spot, um, uh, so they're both, like, selling exhaustion and shit like that, um, he fucking hits a, a huge boot on Moxley and then hits him for a sit-out powerbomb, and that only gets him a two-count, and I'm just like, at this point I'm like, yo, this match is Awesome. And then I'm thinking, like, fuck, they're gonna beat uh Brody Lee clean, aren't they? Like, they got to cause like Moxley's a fucking champ, you know? Uh Mox threw the fucking the, the chip at, at Brody Lee, the, the casino chip. Uh Lee was still kicking his ass though, and they're fighting on the ramp. <clears throat> and then Moxley hits the fucking paradigm shift on the ramp and they go right through it and I'm just like holy fuck that spot was cool and I know, like, this spot's been done before. There's the Bam Bam and Taz spot. And there's suplexes and choke slams through the ring. And Mick Foley falling through the cell through the ring. Which is, like, probably way worse and fucking cooler. Yeah, whatever. But this shit was still fucking cool. And I thought it'd be much... And I wrote, you know, it'd be much better with, like, a full crowd instead of, like, the uh, the wrestler crowd that they got. Uh, but anyways, so... They're down there for a while Moxley gets up And he crawls back into the ring And so I'm thinking like Oh shit, they're gonna stop the match here It'll be like a knockout kind of finish or something I don't know But then fucking Lee gets up Fucking Brody Lee gets up And he's busted open And I'm just like Holy shit This dude is crazy He's fucking bleeding He just got fucking put through through the fucking ramp And I'm like Oh my god so Mox just starts beat. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Moxley hits him with another paradigm shift, and Brody Lee kicks out at fucking one. He kicks out at a fucking one count, one count, and Mox fucking goes crazy. He starts beating the shadow with knees and punches, and I'm just like, holy shit! Like this is a fucking fight. And then he fucking hits the paradigm shift again, and Brody Lee kicks out at two, and I'm just like, oh my god. They are fuck, They're finna have Lee fucking beat this man. Like, he's finna fucking win, right? Nope. Moxley puts on this fucking tight ass sleeper hold, which turns into the rear naked choke, and fucking Brody Lee passes out, and I thought that was a fucking fantastic finish. I, oh man, they didn't beat him by pinfall. He didn't tap out. He didn't quit. He fucking kept fighting and, until his body couldn't take it no more. He fucking passed out. And I was like, oh my god, that match was that match was it was perfect for me. It was I gave it a four out of five, so it wasn't that perfect, you know. But it was ah, uh, if you if you didn't see this event and the only thing that and you need a, a one match on this show to see, watch this fucking match. Just watch, I know that people would tell you to watch Stadium Stampede or whatever, but you know was, uh watch this match. Watch Brody Lee versus John Moxley. It is without a doubt the best match on the card um, so after that, of course, Mox is, uh, celebrating and shit like that, uh, can't celebrate too long, cause he's got Brian Cage, uh, next month, oh my god, that match is gonna be awesome, I hope they make that match like a, a Cage match, or, or, or something fucking, uh, with weapons and shit, all oh, those two, oh, that, this is gonna be awesome, fucking Cage, so huge, looks like Lesnar, could be the match that, uh, Moxley wants, you know, how dope would it be if Brock Lesnar went to AEW and Tony Khan was like, I'm not paying you unless you actually go out there and perform. And Brock's like, okay, fuck it, I'm going to go out there and perform. And we get the Moxley fucking uh, uh, Brock match that we fucking should have got at WrestleMania 32. Like, that would be fucking insane. I really, I really want that match. I want the Moxley-Lesnar uh, match that we should have gotten at 32 uh so anyways they show commercial for uh, some aew toys they look dope i'm probably gonna pick some up not gonna lie uh so they show the elite um there is did i disconnect my thing it! i didn't disconnect my, my computer uh so they show the elite um the lucha bros john moxley chris jericho um and then they say you can create your own and i'm not sure exactly how that works i'm not sure if maybe you can Take these figures apart and just mix and match them or something. I'm I don't I don't know, uh, but it says create your own, um, and they're coming August 2020. So I'm for sure going to pick one up uh, or a few of them or maybe all of them. I don't know yet. I haven't bought wrestling toys in like forever. I bought dragon I buy Dragon Ball Z toys, you know, but I don't open them. I just you know collect them and stick them on my wall unless they're like Funko Pops and of course I open them uh, just to set them up and shit like that. But anyways so let's get on to this main event the stadium stampede the first ever stadium stampede match in the history of professional wrestling we've got the inner circle who come out in, uh football jerseys and football helmets and shit like that versus the elite who just just come out in fucking wrestling gear okay um they show cheerleaders there's a ring set up um so yeah this this was uh it wasn't bad. I was I I really enjoyed majority of it. I just think it dragged on way too long. It was like forty almost forty minutes long. It, it it didn't need to be, um. And I know why they did it. They wanted to get a bunch of stuff in. Like that's just the problem with AEW. Period. Is that a lot of their stuff is long because they feel like all their wrestlers need to get their shit in, and like okay cool that's fine. But you know whatever. Now, um, Paige wasn't there at the beginning, comes in on a horse later on, after everyone started fighting, and, um, he chases Sammy Guevara away, when I saw that, I was like, fuck, Sammy's taking another pin, you know why? Because he is the fucking Dolph Ziggler of this company, and that's not a bad thing, okay, yeah, it is a bad thing, um, actually, I would put him higher than Dolph Ziggler, Sammy's fucking amazing, um, um, my feed went out for about two minutes, so I missed some of the shit, but, uh, you know, they wrestled literally all over there, the fucking, oh, not all over, but almost all over the football arena, um, and, 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 and that's why it went so long, because they wanted to get all the shots and shit in, and, and whatnot, uh, there's too many, too many people, it was five on five, so it was a 10 man match, Um Sammy hits a shooting star press from the ring to the outside, uh, him and Jericho send the Young Bucks into uh, one of the goal posts. Uh, one of the Bucks hit a moonsault off the goal post by climbing up there from a ladder. Uh, Adam Page is drinking beer and shit because that's his gimmick, you know, whatever. Um, Pride and Powerful, or again, yeah, Pride and Powerful, which are LAX, the so Santana Ortiz, are, are like beating the shit out of Omega. And Matt Hardy um they fucking put omega they double powerbomb omega through a table uh within like the stands or whatever uh that was like super cool they fucking man they beat the shit out of omega uh they threw salt in his eyes and shit they fucking threw Matt hardy into a swimming pool which apparently had waters from the lake of reincarnation right and this was probably the best part of the match to me uh, so they throw Matt into the pool, right? And Ortiz is like, "Yo, I can't swim," and and fucking Santana's like, "Yo, quit being a pendejo and you know getting fucking fucking water." God damn, it's like three feet tall, and Ortiz is like, "Nah, I, I can't fucking swim, bro. I'm not going in there." Uh, but he eventually goes in there, and Matt, they they're fucking drowning Matt, right? They're like trying to kill him. And I thought at this point, I was like, "Dang." Uh, well, the shit just happened with Shad Gaspar and everything. Like, eh, maybe they shouldn't be doing this, but it was still entertaining. Uh, so, Matt Hardy version one, which I had no idea he could he could do because he did the gimmick in WWE. But he comes up from the fucking water as Matt Hardy version one, and there's like a Matt fact about him swimming and holding his breath underwater. And then they put him back underwater, and he's just giving a thumbs up, and he comes out of his other versions of Matt, like all his versions and shit. And I was like, this is just fucking crazy. And I knew this was going to happen. I said it in in my preview that Matt would have some kind of deal going on within this match um, as far as what he wanted to do. Uh, But he just, it was awesome. So uh, Matt ends up beating up both of the um, uh, Centeno Ortiz he ties Ortiz, or tapes Ortiz to a wheelchair, uh, and then he puts Santana in an ice chest, and I wrote here, Hardy's versus Pride and Powerful would be fucking dope, and it, and I'm pretty sure it'll happen eventually, I think Jeff has, like, a year left on his contract, I think Jeff is gonna leave WWE, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see him staying there, uh, if he does, like, I think that'd be cool, but I think, I think he'll see how much fun Matt's having and then he'll want to go have fun and then he'll leave. Um, It's crazy because all these guys, like all the guys that were just recently released the Hardys, Lashley, all those guys left WWE because they thought like, you know, Hey TNA, you know, we want to build this company or whatever. And then they realized, you know, TNA wasn't going anywhere. And it was just a sinking fucking shit hole. So they went back to the WWE because WWE was really the only place in town where they could make money, right? And now AEW's here, and they're probably like, "Oh, well, you know, we don't really need to be at WWE. You know, we we aren't having our our creative minds put to the test for this. And you know, maybe they just want you know want to do something else. And that's where AEW comes in. So I really see Jeff uh, leaving uh, WWE once his contract's over. Um, so anyways, uh, Paige and, um, Hager get into like a bar fight, Thought I thought it was pretty cool. Um, they do like the scene in the bar where, uh, they run someone across the bar. Uh, uh, Hager does that to Paige. Um, and then at this point I was like, damn, it's 1030. This is fucking long ass pay-per-view. The match wasn't, hadn't felt long to me. Just the pay-per-view as a whole felt long. Um, and then I wrote, what if there's a double pin uh, situation in the stadium? Because you could pin anywhere. So what if, like, a member of the elite pinned on one side of the stadium and then a member of a circle pinned on the other side and you have a referee there to fucking count the fall, like, who fucking wins? So sometimes AEW's rules just, just don't make any fucking sense. Um, Omega joins Paige to help beat up uh, Hager. Hager. Uh, they do the V trigger and the buckshot lariat. They take him out, um, and it's crazy. Like after they like d- destroyed these dude, like how did how did J- Jake Hager stay down for that long after that shit happened to him? But anyways, uh, they drink. Uh, uh, Omega has a glass of milk. Krangle would have loved that. And then what's his name had uh, uh, a shot. I wrote inner circle is losing, of course. Um Matt Jackson. <clears throat> Excuse me. Matt Jackson hit like Northern Light suplexes all the way down to the 100 uh, yard line. <sighs> Man, this match is just so fucking long. <laughs> this is so fucking long. Um, Jericho fucking beats up the damn uh, mascot. He hits uh, Nick with the damn bat. Uh, of course, Nick eventually comes back from that. And super kicks Jericho. Jerick, there's a spot in there where Jericho like challenges one of the pins and go to replay. Or, and I'm just like, at this point, I'm like, okay, this is now. This is all just too silly. Um, I also wrote Aubrey's kind of hot. I don't. I don't know. Just the referee. At this point, I just writing anything right. Uh, uh, Matt super kicks one of the refs because he gets a flag again. More silliness for a was supposed to be a serious feud. Now, this feud was supposed to culminate inside of the fucking um, uh, War Games match, Blood and Guts, and, of course, they t- t- took that off. I would have preferred them to just throw War Games back on and, and said, screw this match. Um, like I said, too much silliness. Uh, Matt and Omega come back with the golf cor- golf uh, golf cart, try to hit Sammy after Sammy had been fucking... Hit with like the sprinklers and shit and thinking, you know, they had Sammy like a fucking idiot. Oh, I want, I want, I want, whatever. And then they chase him into the stands and shit like that. Um, Neo 1 makes his debut, which is the successor to Vanguard 1. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and then. Uh, <sighs> yep. Sammy took the fucking pin. They hit the one winged angel. It was fucking high. They were high in the stands, and they hit a one wing angel all the way down. And it was just like, oh my god, they killed Sammy. This dude dies like all the fucking time. Like he's, oh, Sammy Guevara is so good. Um, but anyways, Elite win. You know, they 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 win. The pay per view ends at ten forty. This pay per view started at seven o'clock and ended at ten forty five money in the bank was two and a half hours long okay i just want you guys to know that wrestlemania night one was three hours long wrestlemania night two was three and a half hours long so yeah that one was that one felt long just like this pay-per-view i normally don't mind four-hour pay-per-views but when you have a main event that's 40 minutes long and it's like a bunch of silliness and i just I like silliness in wrestling. I really do. I, there's times where I just need a laugh, and I go to pro wrestling because they they do shit that makes me laugh. You know, I love wrestling. But when you have the a feud of this caliber, well, I guess I guess I shouldn't say this caliber because they just threw Matt Hardy into this feud. But you have a feud of this caliber that's supposed to be serious. These guys have been feuding since like the debut of Dynamite, and it's, it's just a bunch of silliness. And like I said, it doesn't make the match like bad it just didn't make it like this great spectacle that everyone's making it out to be it was okay um, if we're talking about like empty arena shows and shit like that or matches I still think the Boneyard match from Wrestlemania was the best um, has been the best match during this whole period uh, but again like I said I'm not trying to fucking shit on anything uh um, I, like I said, it was a great pay-per-view. I really thought it was a really good pay-per-view. Uh, I just think last year's uh, Double or Nothing, that being the first show under the AEW name, I thought that show was so much better than this one. <clears throat> uh, not, I don't want to say so much better, but it was better than this one. Uh, um, but this one, like I said, is still pretty good. And their next show, of course, will be Fighter Fest in June... Not sure what they're gonna do If they hold like what they did like last year It'll be Well no because they, they had Fighter Fest in July Last year right And June was the uh, The the Game show That they had at the game spot Or the game place or whatever it's called But I guess they can't do that this year Because of everything being shut down So maybe they'll do another spe- I think FighterFest Fest will be on the BR Live And then they'll do Hopefully they'll do another Special in July just to hold us over, and then they'll get because uh, the next pay per view is until September the 5th, I believe, which is the weekend of um Labor Day. So, again, great, 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 great show. Just uh, I wish the main event was shorter, and uh, actually wish <coughs> Moxley and Brody Lee were the main event because that match was awesome, but you know it is what it is. Like I said, uh Stadium Stampede wasn't bad. It just wasn't like super, super over the top great, in my opinion. But uh anyways, I'm tired. It's fucking 11:30 at night. I've been doing this for 50 minutes already, and I need to take a shower and play my game for a little bit and get ready for work in the morning. I got a test to, to study for too, so. Ah. It's just all over the place right now. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I hope you enjoyed my recap of Double or Nothing. And uh, I'll see y'all on the next one. Peace.